0: Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Shannon, and today I am joined by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, James. Hello.
1: Brody. Not a lot of gusto in that uh, intro. Uh, Ewan would be very disappointed. Well, he's not here, is he? And
0: special guest, Stephen.
2: Hello and welcome to me.
0: Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, it's been a busy week in, in video game news, as James has a fit. Um, Multiversus has officially dropped after being in early access last week, and that's where I've been spending a lot of my time. James, you've been playing alongside me and Stephen. I know you've also jumped in for a little fighting. How are we all finding it so far?
3: For a little fighting? Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I couldn't think of anything else. James, Um, how are you liking it as our fighting connoisseur?
3: Like, it's a different kind of fighting to what I normally used to, I guess. But um, I think it's good. I think as soon as I stopped trying to compare... I know that it's obvious that people will compare it to Smash, but as soon as I stopped thinking about it like Smash Bros., I started enjoying it a lot more. Like, if I tried it like like a traditional fighting game... I don't wanna say real fighting game but you know what I mean like pick a main learn them and kind of become to grips with all their systems and stuff like I think that's when it really shines um because it i like I, obviously at first glance it does look like smash but I do think the flow is quite different I th- think I hope people agree with me but no I definitely agree like we've had a bit of a conversation about this
2: but I I sort of came to it thinking it should Play like smash and i expect it to just be able to master every character within like two matches it's not like that it's much closer to a traditional fighting game where you do have to you know spend time learning your characters a bit more and i think once once i get into that mindset hopefully i'll like it a bit more i found it a little bit it hasn't vibed with me but i think it is purely because i've been wanting it to be Smash, but with taz the tasmanian devil but if i change my outlook we'll see i'll have to try it some more
0: I uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a little bit more like you need to actually invest and learn a character. Where Smash, you can really if you're playing against people who aren't so good in Smash, you can really just pick it up and do quite well. But I really like the team aspect of it. I think like the the apart from when I'm just like trying to get through the battle pass, like the best matches I've had in the game are playing alongside James, and you really find that there's a good bit of strategy when you get like to that when you've both got a certain amount of kills and the next one wins and you're you're both at a hundred. Um, damage like that is when the strategy starts to come in and you sort of preserving each other and using the tethers and whatever else there is between characters to 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 win the match and i think as time goes on i'm excited to see how that evolves with with characters and i think there's still a bit of balancing that needs to happen like shaggy sidekick and taz's um tornado whatever you'd call it like there's definitely a lot of overpowered characters which I hope they they fix over time but I'm liking it Brody, have you jumped in at all or have any interest too? uh
1: I haven't and I would like to I guess like I, I I'm a Batman guy so presuming that he is somewhat worthwhile playing I might give him a go but uh yeah it's just about finding the time I guess I'm not exactly a bigger fighting guy fan
0: um, How do we feel about, like, the free-to-play mechanic? That's probably been the one thing that I guess people have been mixed on. Like, as we've all said, the game is quite solid, but the free-to-play aspect is new to this genre and how we found that, James?
3: Um, yeah, so, I th- yeah, I think a game of this, like, magnitude hasn't been done before, free-to-play, um me i think i've spoken to shannon and steve about brawlhalla before but obviously no one really knows what that is i don't think (laughs) compared to this um the buzz around this is much bigger so i guess this is the first game that like really competes in that space the same i feel like it's competing in the same space as games like fortnite fall guys um you know that kind of like free to play appeals to everyone kind of game um i i feel think that it's a good thing that the game is so solid because I do feel like um the unlocks do feel quite glacial um yeah. i'm sure that's intentional um yeah i mean the the price of skins and shit like i like that's pretty to me that's pretty standard across games like fortnite or fall guys all that kind of shit like that they, they are quite pricey and they're there for people who really just want to show off um I yeah I, it is hard because like I don't I don't feel like because you could like let's just say let's look at Smash Bros like they charge a amount for like a season pass with characters and stuff and that's obviously not going to be the case with multiverses like there's going to be all these really cool characters coming to it presumably at no extra cost. Um, I've just like waffled a lot, but like I I'm just putting all my thoughts out there and hopefully someone will pick something up and go run with uh, it. Yeah no 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 but, I um,
0: I think. The big difference comparing to the latest Smash Bros. in general is, like, Ultimate had, what, like, 60 characters, I'm going to say,
3: at launch
0: or something? 50-something. Yes, yeah, like, it obviously had every Smash Bros. character that had ever been in the game. And, like, even though it was $80, like, you were getting an insane amount of value where, like, I think if you paid $60 for a Founders Pack in Multiverses and that got you 50 to 60 characters, like, obviously, that would be comparable and you'd unlock everything... As soon, and there are those options, but it's obviously a lot more expensive, and we don't, I don't know how I was many characters. Say, I don't it's think
3: that be. would be the same. Well, like, I think if they well, no, it's 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 50 not characters. They wouldn't be that cheap. Probably. Yeah,
0: I agree. But then I guess you do look at Smash Bros. Even though it wasn't free to play, like what you were getting in that game was a lot more than what's on offer here. Is that making any sense? Probably not. Stephen, save me. Kind of.
2: I don't know. I feel like for me, I wish there were more characters to play with at the beginning. I yeah. I, I think there were like four characters at the outset and that's that's fine. They're all mostly characters that are relatively easy to come to grips with and there's a reasonable variety. But like, I'm worried that I'm going to spend hours building up the currency to unlock a character, unlock them and hate them. And like, oh, well, I guess I have to do that all again and find another character that I like. I, I don't know how they could do just, it otherwise, though. Like, just on oh, yeah, that,
3: yeah. I feel like you can use everyone offline. Is that correct? I believe oh. you can, but I did
0: I did see the criticism you should be able to use every character in the lab, like just to test them before you grind. Because it is, what do we reckon, like maybe two hours to unlock a character once you that unlock the That sounds about run. right. Yeah, and that's, that's obviously a big outlay if you unlock them and then hate their moveset. And whatever else. Then you have to grind with I another think, character for another two hours to unlock them. But next. then I
3: think that can also be solved. They're rotating the free characters fairly regularly.
2: Okay, yeah. I was going to say that's sort of something I've seen have some success in, like League of Legends and stuff. They'll rotate the free ones. and So if they're doing that here, that definitely does help alleviate yeah. things a little bit. And I think, I don't know, a, a lot of other games where they give you all of the, like, characters or all of the cards or whatever, everything you need to physically play with, and they rely on, say cosmetics to make their money it's like i don't know if that would work here because i probably wouldn't buy a cosmetic or i'd buy one for a character that i absolutely yeah. adore but i don't know that that would get the same it wouldn't get the same engagement it's got all of these that sort are of free to play things of you know quests to do and all that sort of stuff they clearly want you to play this daily for a little while and it wouldn't quite be the same if it didn't dangle characters in front of me to unlock to you know, to get that um yeah to get that play from me.
0: On, on a fun I think it's definitely worth checking out. And I, I, th- I do like that it is free to play and they can sort of just test the waters and, and keep an eye on player counts and then drop <coughs> new characters as they see fit or change things as they see fit. And I, I think it's really promising and I don't think when this was rumored that it was going to be anywhere near as good as it is. So, first game from a new studio, you love to see it. But on that note, on a game that is well seasoned from a well-renowned studio, there was the first, I would say the first, concrete details of Grand Theft Auto 6 this week from a report from Jason Schreier from Bloomberg that suggests that one of the GTA 6 protagonists will be a Latina woman in a Bonnie and Clyde-like situation. James, I know there was a lot in this report about sort of rock stars' um, culture turning away from like the Toxic Boys Club that it had been and more... Of an inclusive one i i guess with everything you read in this report do you see this being rockstar leaning more toward a more mature story that doesn't sort of punch down at marginalized groups and is that a good thing
3: mm. <laughs> it'll be interesting <laughs> won't it no um <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see how the audience uh, receives any of this new. I mean, I've kind of skimmed uh, the comments already, and how it's not expect. It's not the best. It's not the best display, to be honest. But um, I will it be the story be more mature? I I don't think so. I think there will still be that.
0: Or a better question is that a good thing? Like, is it does that take away from the Grand Theft Order? The thing that made Grand Theft Order good, if it. obviously it is a good thing to not punch down, but like that does really change what we know a Grand Theft Auto game to be. And how does that look?
3: And how do they do that? I think that, I think I said this to you before earlier in the week. Um, I don't know if anyone here has seen the movie, the hunt, um, but that's a movie that is very much about it's, it's so satirical on either end that you don't know who it's making fun of. And I don't, and I feel if they take that approach with GDA, that would be pretty good. Um, because you've got people who don't really understand, like, who can't quite see above the surface, like, below the surface, I should say, will think it's funny because it's, like, you know, that kind of humour. Um, but then, like, underneath it all, like, there's some kind of element of, like, intelligent criticism or satire or something. Um, yeah, I don't know how else they can really do it, um... I, I agree, like, I, th- I think so, so many people are going to interpret this as, like, you know, what whenever something does, goes, like, woke, in quotation marks. Yeah, literally. Um,
0: I I was but- just arguing with someone in the comments about how they, all of a sudden... Why now are you that engaging feminism-
3: people in the comments? Like, that's not good. <laughs> I know,
0: I really shouldn't at all after this week. They were, like, all of a sudden, I, I saw this a lot, but, like, oh, there should be a choice between male and female, and, like, what gta games do best is like create this world around their protagonists and like to suggest now that you want a character creator like that completely ruins the grand theft auto experience like just Ultimately. play Saints Row
3: if that's what you want yeah exactly. that's true um yeah but like to me GTA, like everybody talks about trevor franklin um nico kind of like cj do you know what? like they're all quite Like Iconic characters Iconic In in gaming Like Um I really like this idea Like I said I like the idea of it being Like a Bonnie and Clyde Like I don't know J-Lo and Ben Affleck Kind of situation (laughs) Like (laughs) Um Yeah I reckon like Like prediction now Like They'll definitely She will definitely be the main character Whoever the girl is Like Um I think she'll end up End up on her own somehow But um I really like that idea. I think the three characters, like, you can't really do that again without it seeming the same. Um, But having, like, a cool duo, I think, could make it more interesting. Um, The fact we're even getting a new GTA surprises me. Like, they could just fucking shit out expansions and cars in GTA (laughs) Online, and they'll make millions of dollars, like, every six months. Like, the fact we're even getting expansions is a cool idea. Um, Yeah, agree.
0: Um, I guess the other big part of, of new information when it comes to the, this game specifically is that it takes place in a fictionalized Miami, which I guess is presumably like Vice City, which makes sense. Brody, does this excite you? This is something that obviously a lot of people were happy about in the comments.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I guess the nostalgia in me is happy to revisit Vice City. I just, my concern is that Vice City wasn't exactly very dynamic in terms of topography. Um, it's a very flat sort of, uh, what you see is what you get kind of map. I feel so, um, uh, I'm sure they'll do different things than they did with it 20 years ago. But, um, if it's more or less going to be a one for one kind of like how they did with Los Santos, I guess, uh, I don't know, not as gelled on it. It's more, uh, the setting, I guess, if it is going to go that eighties route or seventies route, whatever it's going to be, um, then that probably excites me a bit more. It's more the setting than the place. Um, but yeah, either way, kind of cool. Do you, do you think that'll be the case,
0: or do you think it'll be like current day Vice City? I,
1: I don't know. I haven't really read too much into the rumors. I, I would like to think that they, I think wouldn't. that
3: they would do present day. I I, think I would, so too. Like I would want them to be. A bit then concerned. I have like, you don't no just interest <laughs> want Vice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like 80s is like it. so like done to death now, don't you think? Like it's coming back, baby. Back, no, it's been back it's been it's back for like yeah. the last do, decade do you know do, 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 do you know
1: do you know what i'm sick of today <laughs> oh, <laughs> i want to yeah. get away get from up. my everyday waking nightmare cool. and get back to a time where things were simple they haven't done the 70s they could go back further they don't have to, don't to do know. 80s do you think Let's
2: they could make a game and not have like a satirical like trump character or covert or Something, there's just so much that's so right how? for them to I, jump into I, I do, how,
1: how do you satirise Trump, really?
0: Yeah, I, I guess going back to the 80s would maybe give them a bit more room to, to be a bit more inappropriate in terms of like the rock star that we know Like I think if it is present day, then it they do have to be even more careful Than what they would if it was set in the 80s So that could be a way they get around it, I guess But I think it'll people be, would be it'll disappointed be, I if think- it went back
3: Vice is the only one that hasn't been put into, like, new graphics yet. So, like, I'm kind of keen to see how they do it. Agree. Um,
0: Um, Steven, I think something I missed in this report, but I did see it a lot, is that there's now speculation this will launch in the 2023 to 2024 fiscal year, which I think is between April 2023 and March 2024. I think where do you see this game landing based on everything we've heard? And no. But look
2: from as someone who has literally nothing to base this on, I'm going to say October 28th because it <laughs> seems like every said, goddamn yeah. game is coming out on October 28th. So it makes only few, it'll, be
3: <laughs> it'll be the 29. It'll be the Oh yes.
2: <laughs> Put a oh, yeah. make a bet on it. I'll I'll bet $2 on that. Speaking of um,
1: bets, what, how do you feel this place is our bet Shannon? Our bet
0: that, Yeah, I I well, was thinking about this. So Brody, I yeah. had a, a bet of that I said GTA would come out before the next Bioshock, and Brady was absolutely flummoxed by that. But I'm going to stand by <laughs> it, given we have concrete details about this and nothing about Bioshock.
1: Nah, I still think you're wrong, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. Interesting. Stephen, James, Wayne, on that quickly: what will come out first?
2: GTA. BioShock. We don't even. Is there even another Bioshock? Is
3: there? <laughs> yeah, an with it's more. Games. Games? Port- it's been like four years. It's Levineless though, but the Vita version. Be- oh, to right. drop any day depending
1: on who you are. <laughs> it's, it's, it's limp and Levineless.
0: Goatee. Um, just, just quickly before a little rapid fire question: How do we like the the concept of them sort of dropping maybe one island or city first, then adding to that? That's something that I thought was clever. And if it gets the game out quicker, I'm all for it. What do you? I think it definitely. Practicing?
1: It definitely sets it up to be a platform that like ever expands. Like, like obviously whatever they do like the story is going to be very surface level and it's all going to be built around online and whatever they do with that so uh the fact that they can keep that world breathing and living and keeping people uh occupied for into the many decades and generations that we see ahead of us um yeah i think it's pretty exciting
2: yeah i think that's a pretty good idea like if if they can have a a standard campaign that when they release a new island, it comes along with a campaign that is of the quality and scope of a regular GTA game island. That could be pretty cool. You know, if they're just consistently adding to it, whether they do, cause they don't have to, if it's generating all this money with just letting people drive around and launch rockets or whatever, I don't know, but it would be cool.
0: Um, just, just weigh in quickly. So GTA Uh, 5 has sold 150 million copies which blows my mind i guess with everything we've just discussed will gta 6 outpass this number or will rockstar go broke and broke as the gamers
1: tm like to phrase it gamers tm (laughs) (laughs) um um i this won't struggle at all they'll make billions upon billions of dollars there's no concern yeah, like literally, either
2: people will get over it and buy it, or they won't. And not that many people. I feel like it's just lots
1: of loud, the very who same like people, saying things. Yeah, the very same people who are talking shit right this second will be playing this game in two years.
2: So. And people yelling at their podcast machines at us.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely, has
2: gone work
0: as always. Earlier today, Annapurna Interactive held a showcase. I must admit, I didn't know too much about it, but there was a lot of cool stuff out there. Things in terms of like ports that we know about coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and brand new games. Stephen, did you get a chance to either watch it or look at our roundup and what excited you? I haven't
2: seen any of it yet, but I've seen people talk about thirsty suitors all day. So... That seems like I don't know, know the standout. For oh, no, that for job. me, I want to know what's going on with this game. I we lost you for the- about six seconds. What game yeah, was that? What game? Um, Thirsty Suitors. It's the only game I've seen uh, talked oh, yeah. about all day. So that's probably, probably the one sh- for me. We probably should have guessed
0: that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on, uh, Pr- Brody. Go. What What did you like from the showcase? I assume most um, of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, I, I made a tweet today. I feel like Annapurna and Devolver are just carrying gaming for me at the minute. Like, I'm just more interested in anything that those people are doing than anything AAA at the minute. But, uh yeah, I mean, Thirsty suiters looks really cool. Bounty Star looks pretty interesting. It's like a Western meets... It's like a Zone of the Enders, but more hack and slashy, but set in the Wild West, so it looks pretty weird. Um And I don't know if it was at the showcase necessarily, but, yeah, they announced that Solar Ash was... Uh, coming over to Game Pass, which excites me. So uh, I was a big fan of that game last year. So, uh, yeah, good stuff out of Annapurna.
0: James, what about yourself? Have you had a look yet, and
3: what stood out to you? Um, I'm always keen for the new Akatamari man game. He's always good. Nobby Nobby Boy was life. Um, (laughs) If anyone knows what that is. Um, We're talking about gaming here, James. We are. uh, Yeah. Um, and the Lost Wild, I still think looks good. I think we need more dinosaurs in games. And Second Extinction didn't quite hit the spot for me. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the Lost Wild looks really good. What studio is developing that? Was that have they done anything before? Because it
3: looks good. The oh, no You're telling this it's story. It's fine.
0: We will chat about it after. Great ape uh, what about-
3: games, apparently. Great ape games, my favorite. One of the best. One, yeah.
0: <laughs> Out of Wilds and What Remains of Edith Finch are both coming to next gen consoles with 60 FPS. Goodness, goodness, Brody, are you going to jump back in? Out of Wilds is one I've never played personally.
1: Yeah, Out of Wilds is one I've maybe played 20 minutes of, and it it was really cool. Like what I played was interesting, but I don't know. I just bounced straight off it. But uh, I hear it's actually really good the further you go, and like it's actually a pretty good story. So. Definitely keen to uh, have a look at that, just at least for the first time. And I don't know that it's enough to make me want to replay What Remains of Edith Finch, but that game's really great. So if anyone hasn't played it, uh, no better time than now. Great little story.
0: Yeah, and obviously the wrap-up for that is on the website. Go check it out and, and watch all the trailers, because they everything honestly looks really good. Um, In, in other news this week... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic has apparently been indefinitely delayed. This was another report from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg who said that the remake that is a PS5 exclusive is in serious trouble and has been paced on pause with several key members in the studio leaving. Um, Brody, it's it's been delay season, but obviously this sounds a little bit worse than just a couple of months here and there. What do you make of it?
1: Yeah, that's uh, obviously a little bit troubling. Uh, to place a game entirely on hold like this and obviously uh, move on team members that are in, are in pretty prolific positions uh, in the studio maybe speaks to... I don't know if it's necessarily issues with the game or maybe issues with the studio itself and they've had to move personnel on and as a result they've had to pause it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's obviously not great. So uh i don't know if it's maybe an issue with the scope of the game maybe it's it's too much for them to undertake or maybe i don't know resources are running out and maybe the money's not there maybe i don't know disney or sony don't want to you know back it now and now it's a big drama so uh i guess we'll find out more time i'm sure uh good old jason Schreier's is not done with this one per se so uh yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see
0: um, James Brody touched on it a bit there but obviously this did obviously have the backing of of Lucas Arts and Sony as it was announced at a, at a PlayStation event for for PS5 with Sony backing it. Apparently there was a good vertical slice of this game shown off that had a, a huge amount of money going into it and obviously is what led to the sign off. Like Aspire have some Aspire Aspire have some some big names under its belt but nothing quite of this color do you think it might have been beyond what they're capable of.
3: I mean, maybe, but, like, I feel like if they're going to, like, cut their teeth on something big, it's better to do something where most of the work is... Not most of the work, you know what I mean? Like, the... the... Where some of the
2: different kinds of work is done, I guess.
3: Yeah, like... The conceptual stuff, at least. Like, they don't have to create... Creating a new game is obviously much harder than remaking one. I think we agree, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not to diminish the work that anybody does, (laughs) but, yeah, like... (laughs) And they are, like, if anyone knows those games, it's them too. Like, they've ported it to fucking everything. Like, so, it just makes sense to me. Um, But this... I've
0: never played the Knights of the Old Republic games, but would they stand up, like, if they got, like, a a Bluepoint-type
2: remake? I've always felt the battle
3: system is quite um, dated, Steve, would you agree? Well, I guess I, I've never played it, but there is a
2: version oh, right. on <laughs> Switch that just came out, which is kind of like that. I don't know if Blue Point quality, but it is you know the original game enhanced in widescreen, port, perfect like, frame rates. Yeah. And it's
1: did, a good I, port, yeah. A spy did that port, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, so
3: they um. So the the combat, like I think that. So this is what I wonder too. Like, I don't know if that kind of combat. It's almost like World of Warcraft style combat, where it's like kind of turn-based but it plays itself almost um, so I don't know if that would work today and I'm imagining maybe a lot of the um, the crux of this stuff is maybe turning it from say like a game like Final Fantasy 7 to Final Fantasy 7 remake where like
0: and I think that was the rumor early on wasn't it that that's the that this kind of thing they were trying to do
3: with the gameplay I don't remember like to be honest but I don't but I feel like if there was one thing they would change that's what they would change um, and then but the game itself isn't that big. Like I think it's like thirty-ish hours, forty or something. If you want to do everything, like it's not a massive game. So in terms of like the undertaking and stuff um, to redo it all, it must be because like reading the comments in terms of like the the leaks, people are saying that it's on a course that's not sustainable. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> like in well, I know what it means, but like I don't know how this a vertical slice of this game could be like that, unless the combat is super involved and they have to balance it for the eight-party or six-party members or whatever, but
0: I don't know. Um, Steven, I think it was said that this game was originally meant to be this year, but it is now 2025 at best. If it gets back on track, do you think we'll ever see... that it'll ever see the light of day in in sort of what they originally announced as a full remake? I
2: kind of... I hope so. I feel like it being... It's not like a big tent hole a uh, tent pole PS5 thing, but it was you know, a PS5 <laughs> exclusive, so it was kind of, you know, an exciting thing. And I imagine you know, PS5 is going to be around for a while, so they've got time. I hope yeah. it comes out. It's something that I think a lot of people could enjoy because I know a lot of people really enjoyed Knights of the Old Republic, and it's something that I never went back and played. And I was like tossing up, do I play the Switch version or just wait for the remake? I guess this decides if I ever play it. It's going to be the Switch version because I'm. Almost certainly have that finished before the remake comes out. I hope it does uh, yeah, it's not sounding good with all this you know not feasible to flesh out the whole game based on what they've done, but we'll see
0: yeah, I think there's there's too many um, involved parties and just too much at stake to to let this one go, but it'll be interesting to follow over the next few years um on another note, you three lovely gentlemen all published either a review. Or a preview this week Stephen I would like to start with you Xenoblade Chronicles 3 dropped today Your review dropped a few days ago now You gave it an 8 out of 10 Um, How does it stack up against the other games in the series And what did you think of it?
2: I really like it I think to me I, I loved Xenoblade 1 I was okay with Xenoblade 2 The characters really didn't do much for me And this game kind of I enjoyed the characters They weren't quite as engaging as one But they didn't make me dislike playing the game like two did and the story is it's very different to what you'd expect from the past few games it's very very dark very foreboding moody kind of i don't want to say adult let's say it's a mature story for for xenoblade standards at least and yeah it's like really intriguing i'd say it's if you've enjoyed any of the previous ones this is going to be a, a really good one to play and if you're interested it's a fair enough uh, entry point because it's. There's no real requirement to have played the first two to get into
3: this one. Steven, question: Yes, mm-hmm. 150 hours, true or false? I'm uh, if <laughs> uh, I think if you do absolutely
2: everything, you could stretch it out to that, but I don't think no, no, the 150 hours. Yeah, cool. That's all I want to know. Surely that's know. To do,
0: that must be to do everything right, not finish it. That would that yeah. sounds like hell to me.
3: That's yeah, too much. <laughs> and um, is it? I think I asked you this before, but just to, so everyone knows, um, connected to the first two games at all? Or is it just same world? Subtle
2: connections. Like, if you're looking out for things, you'll see things, but, like, yeah, not really direct. You, know, you won't be missing anything if you haven't played the previous ones. And they've making nice. more. Do you reckon that can oh. be, is there's places it can go? <laughs> it could, I guess, like, because the other ones, they have been fairly separate stories, they're related but not hugely.
0: They could easily make more, I reckon.
2: Mm -hmm. We'll see. I hope so because they're fun as heck.
0: Lovely. Fantastic. Go check it out. James, you played Live Live Alive. I can't remember what we said that the correct terminology was. Live Alive. Live Live Alive. Live Live Alive. Live Live Alive. (laughs) Which is one that you were excited for since it was announced to be making a comeback did it live up to your lofty expectations did nintendo do it justice with their one tweet to fortnite marketing
3: hype yeah they did it's um yeah i, I just it's it's really good it's quite short um compared to other square enix rpgs so you're looking at about 20ish hours or so um but inside that 20 hours, you've got, like, eight-ish different, like, mini-games almost with, in, that take place in different time periods, and they'll come together really well. Um, it's definitely uh, one of the stronger, more inventive stories I've seen in, like, an RPG. Uh, but I... Like, yeah, it, it is... Because of that, like, I think a lot of people might have some expectations going in that it's going to be, like, Octopath or something, but it's definitely not mm-hmm. like that. Like, the battles and stuff are very much to move the story forward or to prove a point in the story. Um, you don't really need to grind a level up, which I think a lot of people will like for sure. Um, it's just like quite, ups- it annoys me that like it, it got ignored so much on the SNES back in 1994. And I feel like it's going to probably get ignored again. Um, Did it release in the West originally or was it Japan only? Nah, so this is the first time it's been officially available. Like There was fan translations and stuff. Um, But yeah, this is the first time officially available outside of Japan. Fully voiced as well, the voice acting is kind of shit. Um, But yeah, really, (laughs) really... Shout out to (laughs) the actors. (laughs) Should have
0: left that one back in the 90s. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes, well, there was no voice work then, so... Yeah, I guess that's the joke, right? I just realised. Anyway, <laughs> bye. Um, I think it is really good. I think it, it's it's definitely worth grabbing if you like RPGs in any form, because you literally get to play seven roles, and they're all really good, and the way it all comes together in is really cool. Like, I don't think I've seen anything like it before Um, in an RPG, maybe in a film, as Brody has mentioned to me. Um, yes. But, like... Yeah, I think it's It's quite solid, um, and it looks nice, and yeah, give it a go. Do it.
0: Lastly, Brody, you previewed Rollerdrome, which is coming to PS5, PC, PS4, I believe. Uh, yeah, Next, sounds right. In just a, a few weeks' time, my, my pick is it'll be on PlayStation Plus deluxe when it drops but tell us about it and tell us how you liked it because it looks hot as hell
1: yeah yeah speaking of games that look nice yeah uh this game's got a very distinct yeah very cell shaded sort of look kind of reminds me of sable a little bit um but yeah the the core hook to it is that you play this uh i guess it's future it's it's retro futuristic so it's retro futuristic blood sport called uh roller drone which is basically like yeah roller derby but uh, you are tasked with basically eliminating all the other players with a arsenal of weaponry, uh, all the while tricking and going off ramps and shit. Like it's it's baller as hell. It's 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 very much like. Did anyone play the Acclaim Extreme Sports game, Aggressive Inline? Yes, actually. Yeah, dope game. It's like that, but then yeah, you shoot people. It's you sort of go to bullet time and you like Mad Max fucking people across the map and shit. Like it's uh it's really cool. Yeah, so it's um. It sort of presents itself as like, uh, like the stories. Yeah, like this retro story where yeah you're in this sport, uh, but there's something going on with like the mega corporations that are running the world and all that sort of stuff. And like yeah, sort of uh, start to overthrow that. And then like I my demo time like sort of ran up, so I didn't get to see where they went with that. But I think it's going to be yeah very much a uh, anti-capitalist sort of story where you uh, yeah you fight back against the machine as it were. So. Uh, Yeah really cool they present the levels almost like Tony Hawk does where yeah you get plopped in a map you've got 10 objectives to try and get through uh, but ultimately it's just you know killing all the people will get you through to the next level and stuff but yeah it looks like it'd be a very fun game to uh, compete against your friends on leaderboards and stuff like that like trying to get high scores and comboing things together. Danon, you look like you might have is a question. There,
0: is there competitive multiplayer? Because I must admit, when I saw this at a state of play before reading a preview, like I assumed it was like a Destruction All-Stars multiplayer yeah. kind of game.
1: No, I don't think so. It wasn't my experience that it had it, but um, I'm pretty sure it might just be, it's just a single player game, I believe. Yeah, it's just a single player, third person shooter on skates. So um, yeah, I think there's going to be like, there's like a harder mode that you can do once you beat the story and stuff, but... Definitely doesn't seem to be any competitive uh, aspect to it. Although I could easily see them implementing one um, beyond the leaderboards and stuff. There could be like it would it would suit co-op pretty well if they went that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you see this as being a PlayStation Plus game? Is that the vibe you got playing it?
1: Uh, well, yeah, you're my industry insider, and you told me that it was. So, uh, but uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it could easily be like it's it's, it's that sort of uh i won't want to i don't want to say the word quality but uh it's the game i could easily see them like you know uh leveraging for that service like i think it'll have enough uh the word i'm looking for cachet or enough pull enough pull yeah to uh to get people to at least try and be curious about it so yeah definitely a very stylish game looks really nice and uh it's uh it's very synthy james which i think you'll appreciate very 70s uh, thumping synth, very fat. So, uh, yeah, I'm into it. Lovely. (laughs) Fucking fat synth, bro. Big big fucking fat synth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I've got a rapid-fire question for you all. Two high-profile sim games have recently dropped. These are Lawn Mowing Simulator and Power Wash Simulator, which appeals to the DIY daddy in you all. (laughs)
3: Um, James, this is hard. Power wash daddy or lawn mowing daddy? Nah, I'm all about being wet. So I'm going to go power wash simulator. (laughs) That's my pick. Steven, do you like being wet? Uh,
0: Yes. I also love things being clean. So power
2: wash simulator, I guess.
0: Brody, I know you're a lawn
1: mowing man. You're always talking to me about having you no, no. sweat it I, out on the It lawns. also appeals to me to handle a very big hose. So uh, I think I'm very much in the power wash camp. Wow. I'm there
0: with you. I'm there with cool. you. Wet with a big only in, hose. Only Strap in your mind. Me
1: in. Wet me with a hose. Right.
0: <laughs> on that note, it is time to play What the Wiki Press Start Australia's Game Show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and the contestants must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins and takes home the points. The current leaderboard is James on eight, Brody just close behind on seven, myself on six, Ewan on three, Kieran on one, and Harry and Stephen on nil pla. Ewan was last week's winner, but he's not with us today. So, Stephen is going to the honours of hosting. Stephen, is this your first time hosting what, the Wiki? Oh, I
2: think I've done it a long, long time ago, but it's been okay. a while.
0: What a treat. It's gotten a lot more competitive since those days. So, kick <laughs> it off for us, please.
2: Game number one. The game is a 2012 action role-playing game for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 developed by Big Huge Games and 38 Studios who also published the game with Electronic Arts. James. It was the only game... Yep. The Kingdom of is reckoning? It is. Congrats. I'm amazed you recognised those studios. This the 38. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, oh, so there's so. one to James.
3: Thank you. So
1: what much. a surprise. Give us a Fuck chance. You like want to hear Stephen's voice. Okay, fine. I won't say anything. Oh.
2: <laughs> game number two. Uh, the game is a 1999 3D platform video game developed and published for the PlayStation by a developer, I'm not going to say. Controlling the character, <laughs> the player must complete each of the game's six worlds featuring five stages each by collecting a certain amount of pellets to open up an exit door. The plot follow follows the character's enemies, the ghosts, crashing his twentieth birthday. Really? And, uh, yep. Medieval. It is not medieval, Shannon. no. Shannon. Pac-Man World. It's Pac-Man World. Congrats! Oh, well done. Thank you.
0: Thank you. One of my favorites. Oh my god,
3: the so hair on him one-
0: right now.
3: Like <laughs> I've heard him talk about Pac-Man. Again, my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> one James. One Shannon. Zero Brody. Thank you. The next game <laughs> is an action role-playing hack and slash video game oh, developed by God. a developer and published by a publisher in 2000. The Windows He's like Mac Andy OS. jamesing
3: them. It's so unfair. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the game, with its dark fantasy and horror themes, was conceptualized and designed by David uh, David Brevik and Eric Schaefer, who, with Max Schaefer, acted as project leads on the game. Uh the game was developed over a three-year period with a crunch time of 1.5 years. <laughs> uh, set shortly after the events of first game, the player controls a new hero attempting to de- stop the destruction unleashed by title's return. Sorry, the game. can I ask mm-hmm. what were the platforms? <laughs> PC and macOS.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
2: Uh, the game's five acts feature a variety of locations and settings to explore and battle in, as well as an increased cast of characters. Building on the success of its predecessor from 1997 and improving the gameplay in both terms of upgraded, updated character progression and a better developed story, the game was one of the most popular games of 2000 and has been cited as one of the greatest games of all time. Major factors that contributed to the game's success... Include its continuation of popular fantasy themes from the previous game, and its access to Blizzard's free-to-play online service, Battle.net. An expansion to the game was released in two thousand one. Yep,
0: Warcraft two. It is not Warcraft two. Uh, that was my only guess. I think Brody. Brody, yeah, blue two. Oh,
3: fuck. Diablo two. It is Diablo two.
0: It was, it was one goes. of those two things. <laughs> what else has Blizzard ever done? She literally... <laughs> James There's is another round, James. Relax.
2: <laughs> so here we are, one apiece. It's very exciting down oh, here. I almost passed out. Fuck.
1: <laughs> Wee's <now>. laughing.
2: <laughs> we have one last game. The game is a platform game for the Master System. It oh, was fuck. released in Japan on November 1986, followed by the United States in December 1986, Europe September 87, South Korea 1988, and Brazil in 89. Mm. It was later built mm. into many Master System and Master System 2 that consoles.
0: Yep. Fuck. Echo the no. Dolphin.
2: Uh. No, it's not Brody. Echo the Dolphin. Ja-
3: the j <laughs>
2: I think
1: Brody got in not first, yes. He did. Is it Alex Kidd? <laughs> i don't know the whole title it, so oh, i'm out if you know if you're not gonna pay there are we here
3: it I, mean, is, I think we should go mm. for the, whoever knows the title personally <laughs> that was where i was leading i'm sorry okay,
0: yep go for it <laughs> is alex in guess, Miracle james world?
2: it is alex Kidd in miracle world the sega master system
0: congratulations
2: james you win
0: well done, Ooh. James. That was that was probably one of the best rounds I've had in a long while. I liked removing the developer and publisher. It really made you think about the actual game.
2: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, if I said Namco, it would be immediately Pac-Man. So, my yeah. touch on his. That's but it. yeah, um, did you guess the theme?
0: Steven's favorite no. games. Steven's games. games. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're all games that have been remade relatively recently or soon. Oh, but
3: There you go. That's hot. I
0: like it. Well done. That was good, Stephen. Brody, can you
1: say something?
3: No, I don't know. No,
1: no. I, I literally had two words of a six word title or something, so I'll make peace with oh, it. It's okay. That's 30%. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> on that note, let's bring an end to this week's episode so of the Press notes. Start podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener, the podcast, or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us on Press Start AU on all the socials and visit the site to read. The Annapurna wrap up, all the reviews and previews that we've spoken about today, we have been joined by James.
3: Yes, you have. I'm on Twitter at A-T-J-A-M-Z
0: What are we finding on your Twitter these days, James? I don't actually, I, like I was quiet. just thinking
3: that I don't think I've tweeted for like a few weeks. I wonder if I'm okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just pose you can't pose those existential questions as we leave the show yeah' brody, I mean, we were also
3: yeah cool yeah whatever we can chat about that
0: after the podcast yeah no, I'm, check 20, in on thank James. You. I'm worried <laughs> we're also joined by brody who may also
1: not be okay brody <laughs> I, I'm far from okay thank you uh uh you can follow me on most things at brody underscore dg uh I too am not tweeting about anything interesting so Cream uh, brulee just, pie. You're a big
0: man on the cream brulee pie at the moment. Yeah, I really Tell thought me that was about good- that, brody. I really thought I,
3: I really
1: thought I really thought that was going to be my time to go viral, but it really didn't take off. Um, How many did you have? Ah, oh, really? I only ate. I've only had about three or four, but they're fucking good. A day? They're good. Or? No, total. <laughs> I'm not a fucking. I'm not a heathen. For
0: at every oh. meal, for dessert. I do. Okay. On that note, we <laughs> okay. were also joined by <laughs> special guest Stephen Impson.
2: We sure were. Um, You could find me on all the social things (laughs) at Stephen Impson. It's my name. Um, I post photos of uh, gorillas, the band, not the animal, but maybe the animal when I go to the zoo next. And uh, (laughs) photos of my parents' dogs sometimes.
3: Lovely state of affairs.
0: It is. And I have been your host today, Shannon Grigson. You can follow me on Twitter at shancake underscore. I don't know what I've been tweeting, just sausage dog pics. And also McDonald's. (laughs) Until next time, (laughs) happy gaming. Goodbye. Bye. See
3: ya. Bye. Bye.